0: Hello and welcome to Polyhedron. Your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host Matthew. You said it was it was it was my my multifaceted podcast? Boy, do you want a multifaceted podcast? <laughs> well, boy howdy. A well, boy howdy. And as always, I have my two friends in two little black boxes. Ryan,
1: you know, for years I was like don't put me in a box. And now I'm like, "Yeah, put me in a box."
0: <laughs> and Scott. Aren't we all in a box?
1: I don't remember a time box? when I wasn't
0: Are we all just defined by...
1: As of time of recording, in two weeks, I'll have been in lockdown for a year. Jesus. A whole year.
0: Don't get me started, man. I'm sad. It's very sad.
1: This is a very very difficult time. And I'm one of the most... I'm literally one of the most uh, privileged creatures that has ever existed on the face of this earth and it's still a tough time so I can only imagine what it's like for real people.
0: Yeah. Cuz you cuz Ryan secretly is not a real boy. To everyone out there.
1: Sure doesn't feel like it sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I've know.
1: always been in this house. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> you know every by this point you should know every inch of your house. Like just I've always stem known to stern better than I yes. Sure. <laughs> So Scott, how has your gaming been?
2: Uh, My gaming has been great. Uh, we we wrapped on D and D. We wrapped yep. on Act Inc. Yep. Holy fuck, nuggets. Yeah. No, it's it's a wrap. It's a it's a full full campaign. Yep. You did the whole book. The whole book. The whole, whole dang book. And it was super fun. Like they they really made a, a very interesting like final showdown. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys had to have give relationship advice to a crow.
0: Yes. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. And then uh, we, we, I won't spoil it, but we used a, we used a Benny that we had, and it was, and John brought a cl- he had a clutch decision on that one. Oh
2: yeah, well he did he did the thing that I put the trail of breadcrumbs for you to do.
0: I I promise you I wouldn't have thought of that because that's not how I think at all. So good on him.
2: I I, I honestly can't imagine anyone not having done what he did. I put it out there like here's the thing and there's the thing and oh look here's the thing but anyway so that was good um star wars is going good um they're still trying to wrap blood covenant
1: (laughs) we'll get there
2: we'll get there i'm actually decently uh now that i'm in like the third and final stage of editing it's coming along like Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah music and sound effects is actually fairly easy to do
0: yeah, it's it's the editing and knowing how do you want the conversation to sort of clip together, exactly.
2: and like cleaning all up all like the stammers and the ums yeah. and the the shitty that yeah. like so, and sometimes having to like craft a sentence out of multiple sentences because <laughs> yeah. they don't they don't work as recorded. Uh, but
1: we also apparently have a very nice logo. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a cool one. We'll, we'll we'll see how that works out. Um, uh so yeah i'm looking forward to all that good stuff so probably early spring uh will be the release of blood covenant um Mm -hmm. and it's 11 episodes total uh just with with all editing all all those three those three role-playing sessions that are season one just turned into 11 episodes
0: yeah so that's season one but that's not everything we've that's not
2: everything that we've done there's so much season two would be the remainder of what we've done once we wrap everything up what might might come
1: and apparently it'll give you a nice long run of a series as for Star Wars, thank you for asking, Matthew.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, um, right. Gaming, yeah, go.
1: There's going to be Star Wars forever, children. Don't worry.
0: <laughs>
1: matt, Matt's matt been telling me. We have years.
0: Yeah, I, okay, so we, we have been running since just before, like a month or two before the pandemic started.
1: Yep, you started January of last year.
0: Yeah, so we're over a year in, and we're only on, like, releasing episode 19 out of... It's that only gets us into, mm, like, March or April of last year. I I feel like
1: the listeners haven't even met a certain someone yet.
0: No, they have not. Which is...
1: Unthinkable to me because of just how important that certain someone is to the story. I had
0: to remind my like, when I was editing a couple weeks ago. My wife Linda was like, "Hey, you're, you're editing, right?" It's like, "Yeah." It's like, when, "When you get to this?" Or how we met them? It's like, "Oh, we got to do this." Then I stopped myself and went, "No, we have to do this, then this, then this, then we meet them." She's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yes." We're not even anywhere near there, so I'm gonna probably have a good year's worth of patron content just for Star Wars alone. We are well, not
1: in- dear listeners, <laughs> if you tire of it, let us know. Yes, and please. We will try to simul. We will. We will try to do some other stuff as like side stuff because. Yeah.
0: Additional things well, once yeah. we get to a good point. If, if, if people are really tired of it, I will still release it, but we will do more things
1: because by the time it's done, we'll have retold the entire Star Wars movie correct, you know, trilogy <laughs> correctly, unlike the sequel trilogy. Yeah, indeed. I realize now, upon hitting certain, uh, Maggie Mae Fish and Jamie Loftus released it, released SSCC.
2: I, I watched that today,
1: uh, yeah, uh, and put they, they hit a few notes and like oh yeah i did hit that note too i did that one too. oh man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's almost like there's only a couple ways to like if you're really star wars and
0: yeah there's yeah.
1: only a couple you know there's some notes right you gotta hit there, them
0: there's some overarching themes you have to confront when you do a star wars i
1: ran i ran the biggest fight of dnd life last night in rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I'll talk about it in Patreon content. Well, I'll probably talk about it a little bit uh, given our topic. I'll probably talk about it in Patreon content too.
0: Yeah, cool. That's fine. Uh, as for me, uh, I've Blood Covenant, Eck, Inc., that got wrapped up. I'm super interested. Now that those are wrapped up, I am looking through the future and seeing what uh, what games I may want to play in or and or run. Uh, Cyan is going good. I'm interested to see what you guys do in the next time we game. Uh, so we will head right on into Dare News. There is not much because we recently went through a lot of this, and there hasn't been much up. Obviously, you all heard our big interview with uh, with uh, Onyx Path about Scion Dragon and Scion Mask of Mythos. We have uh, those preview manuscripts have been dropping. Uh, there's some very interesting stuff. If you want to know more about our opinions, currently our current hot takes on it, patron content, we'll talk about it. Uh, once it's all, once we get all the manuscripts and we've had some time to digest it, we may talk a little bit. It may not be a whole episode, but it will be a, a meaty little subject um, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about it in those books. More of a niblet. Niblet. You want a niblet? You want some tendies? Mm. Oh God, I would love some tendies. <laughs> mm, tendies. That does mm. sound good. Um, also, it's funny that we're talking about food real quick. There's a lot of like role-playing food. Like like recipe books and stuff coming out
1: like i find it i find it twee you twee i think it's a bit twee (laughs) if i'm being completely honest i think it's very i mean it's like i i just i find it okay it's pandering that's what it really is it's
0: branding it's branding it's
1: it's a gift for your uncle who doesn't understand you at all to get you that is what those things are yeah. Mm-hmm. This is something like, I see that I have heard that this is a thing you like. So I bought you this cookbook. Not judging, just saying.
0: It's, <laughs> it's an aesthetic thing. It's like, I wish to have a big tome that has all these like fantasy recipes in so that I can.
1: I mean, whatever. I can't be mad about people learning to cook better. Like, that's that's always important. Hey,
0: hey, hey, if you're stuck indoors, as you should be, mm-hmm. learn to cook. Learn it's to tough. cook. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good idea. There's, there are worse things to do while you're stuck in home. Uh big news bigger news is uh we're getting we're officially getting the Dragonlance novels. Uh Ned was kind of sort of like hinted at with those lawsuits and everything that they were in the process of making them. So look for that in the future. I really think that Dragonlance is going to be one of the three setting books. It's, we you're going to get.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. Unbelievably yep. popular. So yes. Yeah.
0: Um and in other the last news, let me see. Uh, I saw that someone is putting out a
2: a five e conversion of t- Tomb of Elemental Evil.
0: Oh, neat! I have not seen that. I like, it's thought... not official, but it's it's like. Oh, they
1: haven't done that already.
0: Princes of the Apocalypse is sort of that.
1: Yeah, I, I thought they like basically just took took Elemental Evil, and was just like, I will just put it in, kind of put it in Princes of the Apocalypse. But if they're doing like a full like one to one conversion, that's pretty cool too. I've never run it
0: because Elemental Evil is like it's supposed to be a, one of those one to twenty things. Like yeah you can run the whole thing princess of the apocalypse is not that i
1: truly wish i i truly wish there was more uh late game yes like late game yeah. setting late adventures most of them cut off at around 13 and, and the rest either suck or they uh don't really give you a nice entry point if you're say finishing off another adventure
0: right right they there a lot of them are like one to 16 but they don't we like can i have something that's like 13 to 16 or
1: 13 to 20. I would love 13 or 20.
0: Like like, like, start high. And this is just high. This is innately high level. I
1: understand. I know numerically why they don't do that. I get it because the numbers don't lie. Like the numbers say that those levels, no one plays games at those levels be big enough, right? If you're telling a story for 13 to 20 level 20, it has to be.
0: So my comment on that is like, it's a little bit of the uh, chicken and egg situation, it, but because there's only content for low level, you have low level play, right? If you had more high level content, would you have more high level play? I
1: think, I think you would. Yeah, I think, no, exactly. I think people would be like, Hey, yo, um, this adventure is for level 13 to 20, make some level 13 characters. And, that's when everyone gets to have a lovely time. Like, that's so fun.
0: The only place that I know of that you can do high-level content and sort of like like piecemeal is uh, AL stuff, is Adventures League. Because right. it's like, I- oh, bring your level 13 character and we'll play in this discrete adventure. And they have to do it for high-level tier.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when I, I've been doing a lot of tier 3 searching on the DMs Guild for stuff. I only found one or two, and even then, when I read a thing, I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're supposed to do this at level 14? Are you fucking kidding me?
2: (laughs) Um, Doesn't Mad Mage go up to 20?
1: Yes, it does. It's one of the few. We are probably the furthest along in Mad Mage. Like, hey, people out there, has anyone gotten further in Mad Mage than than
0: level 17 of 25? Oh, I'm sure there are people who have finished Mad Mage, but it's the idea that there's not many of them. And if well, you've gotten hope- this far, you're probably going the distance. Like, well, I'm you're certainly gonna go hoping away.
2: that hoping that if we get a like a spell jammer or a planescape, that planescape I think needs to go up high because you're yes. dealing with some shit in planescape. Yeah,
1: like- actually the the um, the adventure I pulled that I'm going to follow that I've kind of seated and following up right. The frost maiden has spell jammers and stuff in it. Mm.
0: Mm. Um, that's actually something that's interesting is because of D&D and it's long in the tooth and there's no, as far as no inklings of like a new edition or 0.5 coming out, uh, Ian World is actually doing something called, uh, e- 5e Advanced, mm-hmm. which is they're making their own OGL, um, uh, product that is basically got some pretty top talent writing it, which is basically their breakdown and rendition of like a more, uh, robust D and D fifth edition.
1: I, I kind of, I will look at that when it is done. Uh, because there's a couple of things that I feel like need to be like, a few things that need to be easier to figure out, find and do in that system. I'll talk. I can talk more about. I'll talk more about that because this is real. This is real nitty gritty shit. Yeah. And, uh, well, I can also talk about it as part of the discussion, which we should start now. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> we're done with the, yeah, we're done with the, we're going to go right into the main topic, everyone. We're going to talk about c-c-c-c-combat.
1: combat. Combat. Combat.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about combat today. Um, Scott actually had the idea for it, and I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to let him take it away so it can <laughs> sort of ease us into this.
2: Oh, shit, man. I'm just the idea guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I got it.
1: Once I'm prepared, guys, come on on let me
2: yeah go for it it, do it
1: do it do it fly now so last so combat can be a tricky bitch Uh, it is simultaneously like one of the most satisfying parts of the game or can be and like sometimes one of the most unbelievably frustrating nail gouging teeth gnashing well, I got I got in my own head because I I'm like, wait, are you just thinking of you're just thinking about D and D combat, you dumb fuck? Think about combat as a whole. Well,
0: well, well, let's let's talk there. I mean, the first thing you think about when we say combat, you, a lot of people are going to immediately say D and D combat because yes. a yeah. giant chunk of how D and D officiates itself, how it operates, is about combat. Most of your character abilities, combat. Look at the spells, almost all of them, like like ninety percent of them have combat applicability somewhere
1: so let's okay so how about we talk about it this way let's talk about let's get a little granular and just talk about some of the the the. the, there's kind of like two most two important parts of combat really yeah what order do we go in yep Mm -hmm. and as a sub you know as a sub point can that be changed Yep. and two how do i hit him
0: yeah how do i how do i how do i how do i resolve the combat
1: and, well, also, how do I take a hit? What, what do when hit? Also, yeah. thir- third, su- third kind of ancillary point, me not a hit. Well, what
2: do?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Which... it's, it's, we're talking about the resolution, what ultimately combat is in a role-playing game. Because a lot of us are like, that is one of the main things. D&D has it, as I said. But other games, much later games, try to steer away from combat or try to at least give other aspects of characters more meat more mechanics mm-hmm. to in order to officiate some sort of some sort of resolution be that and social I, or mental
1: and you know it, it, it's interesting if you look at the two great granddaddies if you look at white wolf and D&D, it's kind of interesting that the, the, the d always took a very um it's a very it's the ascending approach or the descending approach whereas white wolf always took the ascending approach whereas uh, the person who gets the lowest initiative in white wolf combat actually goes first. So if you have the lowest initiative and then everyone or at least an old white wolf combat, yeah. I don't know. I forget exactly. Well, no, I
2: mean, I mean. It, it's the idea is that you, when you uh, it, it's not so much who goes first, is that it's it's who describes what they're doing first.
0: First, Yes. Yeah. That like was if
2: you if you have a low initiative, you describe what you're doing first. And that allows people with higher initiative to
0: Interrupt essentially
2: you respond to
0: well, and to, to clarify that because that's that happened when we played when we played wild west werewolf scott mm-hmm. that was the thing that actually reminded me what of how the game actually operates in that most games like D are are you rolled high you go first you go down you 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 keep doing that order where in the werewolf game we were in is if you rolled low you described up the chain of command up the chain And Mm -hmm. then, when you actually, then you did another round where you were were descending, which is the high person. Then I got to actually roll and do the thing that they were act actually be able to do, which a lot of games don't emulate. Well, it basically
2: it basically gives you a double bonus for rolling high. Yes. Like not only do you get to go first, you get to see what everyone else is doing before you decide what you want to do. Because if you're all like, okay, the three dudes have gone on that dude, they're probably gonna like the like they probably got that dude. I can switch over to this guy.
1: Right. Whereas, right, right. and interestingly enough, if you're the low man on the totem pole, you're you yes you are you don't get to act as quickly but you also actually get that information you do get to see what everyone does first mm-hmm. you just didn't exactly get a say in whether you can be like eh, 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 <laughs> first well I'm they got you-
0: to up they got to, they got to get in front of you based on what you just say say i'm gonna go attack this guy it's like okay he's gonna go do that but he just gets to act last yeah and then then of course we have D which is just going down the list
2: uh, and then you have systems like Storypath uh, and Star mm-hmm. Wars mm-hmm. that you are rolling for initiative, but it's not really no, you're not really staking your claim on a specific spot in the initiative roster. You are building turns for your side. Yeah,
0: this is very that's a very, and, mo- that's a very the- modern look at combat actually,
2: and I really like it. actually. Oh yeah, it's great. I, I, I much
1: I kind I, I, I like it a lot for the uh, you know just the interoperability of just not having to everyone trip over each other's dicks when it's trying to, like... Yeah. Uh, trying to coordinate, essentially. Like, because, you know, D&D, one of the difficulties is if you have a person who wants to try to coordinate with another person, it actually kind of screws the person trying to coordinate out of their entire turn, essentially. if you Because holding your action is essentially, like, saying, like, I'm going to wait, and then you get to do the thing you wanted to do as your one single reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well... You got to
0: make it worth it. Well, that—that's the price you pay for coordinating. Is you got to make it worth it because you're going to eat up your reaction in D and D to actually be able to do that.
1: Whereas in stuff like I remember in the olden days in like werewolf, uh, not werewolf, that it's still white wolf, but it was the Street Fighter game. You would actually have a speed, yeah, that was Mm -hmm. your speed number, Uh, and it then. Instead of going going up the the pole and coming back down, it's literally just like person at zero says what the hell they're going to do, and then you can burn resources just be like, no, nah, I just kick you in the face before you do that.
0: That's uh, that's a little bit of like exalted was in second yeah, the edition. Is they had the tick wheel system, which is basically the based on where you were on the wheel and how what the speed of the action you took that that determined. So it actually varied up how fast people were moving, which. Is much, it's very tedious, but could actually be very intricate if you get yeah. it down. Right. Yeah, if, very if interesting.
2: You, if you're a character that's focused on doing low speed actions, you can go more often than your, than your fellows do because you're doing probably less, less decisive things. Yes. Uh, but you are doing more of them.
0: You have more options on the table, but generally longer, slower actions were bigger. Like Mm -hmm. they would they would do more damage or they had a bigger effect like sorcery was a big like long term action in uh, Exalted. Uh, Wrath and Glory, uh, very similar to Story Path and Star Wars, is a slot system. But instead of rolling for initiative of who goes first, it's literally PCs get a slot, GM gets a slot, PCs get a slot. GM gives a lot. And there's ways to interrupt that, but that's that's pretty, there's no rolling other than if two people go at the same time and they really want and they're competing, like two PCs are doing something, but they're competing with each other. That's when you would roll, but that's the only time you would roll in initiative. Um, and then you
2: have something super
0: fucked up like uh, Seven Seas. I don't know anything about it.
2: So Seven Seas, um, it has an initiative roster. But it, it, you basically like you build your character. Um, basically, the number of points you sink into the panache skill is the number of actions you go in the round. Uh, uh, wow, yeah, I know so, it's real. God, it's, so, there's
0: just a god stat,
2: yeah. I mean, for, for for acting, yes, but
0: um, I'm sure there the other sets do other something cra- equally crazy. I, yeah, I know. I mean, 7C
1: isn't as much about fighting.
2: Uh, but it's like, so you basically, t- you you roll your panache dice, uh, and then you you basically put those along the track of one to ten. So if you roll like two threes and a seven, then you go twice on three and mm-hmm. once on seven.
0: Oh, neat. But it's very random when you go because it's based yeah. on what you roll.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. I... I because I've never played 7C.
1: I think I hate that. Just
0: <laughs>
1: That sounds like I hate that. Because um, it's in the opposite direction of making... It, it. It's less systematic than all the other ones we've just mentioned. It's actually way more random than just rolling initiative like mm-hmm. a, and having a static number that is you in the order. Uh, but I don't know.
0: Well, 7C so so initiative in combat is obviously important, how the order in which things go, if you've noticed from D&D all the way to like the stuff with story path and wrath and glory, they're very different. They start. And again, those are much older versus to much more modern games. And what's interesting about them is like how they're handling the sort of PC dog pile aspect of it. Because Ryan, you can definitely attest in star Wars. We've finally like kind of tried to crack the code of star Wars, which is get everyone roll high all and then all anyway. of us just start going.
1: It turns we... out that if you dogpile some motherfuckers, they'll die.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and then well, because we're also unlocking the things that allow us to roll our force die with our initiative stuff, uh-huh. is, and like, oh, uh-huh. oh, look, Jenny's a good. It, it
1: turns out the force is a very powerful ability, yes. yes. <laughs> it does high turn high. High. Um, um
0: But uh, it was interesting about the D&D one, and I remember, uh, especially with Mad Mage, is like, based on how you roll can actually affect really how the combat goes because if your fighter goes early they can get up in someone's face and sort of lock them down but if they go last they may not be able to like precisely control the battlefield like start locking people down
1: and that's also like part of the harshness of the d20 system right it's like yeah you can also you can have the feat that says you get a big old bonus to your initiative and stuff but it's just like roll the one Boo.
0: yeah yeah, I mean, it's the tyranny of the one die. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, and then moving on from initiative. Uh, you know, it's combat resolution is there's all sorts of different ways to do combat resolution. Like uh, we talked about the one die, you know, hit, hit, increase your number to hit the hit, the hit, hit the hit number. Yep. Which is, you know, good old D&D. And then there's, you know, much like other stuff, building, building dice pools to, for, to rank up successes and just all sorts of nonsense. Uh, I mean, honestly, I would say
1: that in the grand scheme of things, the dice pool is actually more prevalent in terms of yeah. just like number of games that use it.
0: Uh, yes, just because uh, it because people a lot of people were designing things away from D and think yeah. through the history of it.
1: If your game, hey, if your game uses a, a single d twenty, it's all one game to me, baby. <laughs>
0: like that's all just one yeah. thing to me.
1: Like that's the d twenty system. Like there's roll a d twenty, add a number, target number. Okay, well that's its own resolution mechanic, and that's the only way that it is. And I don't care what name you slap on it. It's the same resolution mechanic. That's
0: actually why I want to play Mordifius because they have the 2d20 roll low.
1: I do like the 2d20, uh, the, two, the Modifius system for uh, Dishonor that we discussed. It's a pool of d20s. And then, yeah, you roll under target. You roll under yeah. certain target numbers. I think that's a neat system that I yep. want to try out someday yep. because I think it will be uh, a nice a nice change. Also, rolling a lot of d20s feels good.
0: Yes, well, I, that's actually why I like. And as a as an aside to all of the fancy sort of D anD D dice sets they're releasing with all their big adventures, they come with two d twenty, and I really like that. It just it, it's nice because well, you're going to roll advantage, disadvantage,
1: advantage, and disadvantage are such a core part of the game. One must
2: acknowledge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you have Star Wars that just uses different dice.
0: Ooh, uh. that is the weirdest die slash combat system that I have seen. Yep. Like. To it's date. A
1: choice it was a choice for sure because if you want d20 Star wars you, you can get it no problem plenty of mm-hmm. it uh it was fun I played five years of it it was uh, soldiers are great turns out it a heavy cluster rifle beats a lot so it takes care of a lot of problems uh power of gun go figure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars just has its own weird resolution mechanic that sort of makes you succeed but not succeed or fail when and not and also not succeed but also succeed a little bit. You yeah. know, you can you can do all those things on well, a single. Well, I, I would
0: definitely comment that you can tell a and because a lot of games are geared around action and action scenes, aka combat, you can tell a lot about how a game runs and what it's trying to tell you by how combat itself functions, like. Mm-hmm. How much does it take in the book? How does it actually flow? How many choices do you have in combat? Like when you have an action, how many things can you do in that action?
1: That's yeah, yeah. I mean Uh now if
0: you, some you want systems, to talk, it's
1: infinite.
2: If you want to talk real oddball, uh you have something like Houses the Blooded, which has yeah. two distinct combat systems. Yes. Uh, the first being the the normal combat system, which assumes duels, yes, one on one combat, like and it is elaborate and systematic and ritualistic. Yep. Uh, as as the duels in the in the in game of that game is, uh, and then if you have more than two people on the on, in a combat, it switches over to the other system of combat, which is called mass murder. Yep. Uh, and it is quick, brutal, and deadly. And I'm guessing the guy with the bigger number wins on that one. Um, no, not really. It, it, everyone it's, dies. Like, everyone, it, it is, it is. If you are engaging in something that is not a duel, the likelihood of you and everyone involved dying just ramps up, or at the very least, getting very, very badly hurt.
0: Yeah, because because it's deeply discouraging anyone for ganging up on other people. Yeah, like that is what John Wick is saying with that combat system is. Please do duels. This is actually how this game runs.
2: Well, Just... I mean, yes, yes and no, because there are also there are monsters in that game. Yeah. And you, you know, you're there. There's no there's no like cultural decorum about ganging up on a monster, on an orc. Right. It's an orc and it needs to die. But they're saying that basically. But they're, they're saying two things. When you're fighting other other people, you should really be fighting a duel. But if you're fighting orcs, then it's probably gonna be very brutal regardless because right. b- orcs are terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- there's that. And um, which uh, also slides onto the other aspect of combat, which is LARP combat. Uh, oh, wow, House of yeah. the Blooded deals with LARP combat very interestingly. Uh, because once again, it's House of the Blooded, the primary thing is going to be a duel. And there are two ways that you can do that sort of combat in a LARP setting. One of which is uh, you basically um, the in-game conceit is that you know you go through all the procedures to have a duel, and then you say like, oh, these two these two warriors are going to go and prepare themselves, meaning they go into another room and they do like do like they, they do tabletop combat.
0: Yeah, they they get all the adjudication out of, mm-hmm. out of the way, mm-hmm. and so that when they come back into the game, they they describe everything and it doesn't waste anyone else's
2: time alternately there's an alternate system which is the preferred system you don't deal with dice or combat resolution at all you just talk out how the duel is going to go and do a little like they even recommend doing a little bit of like show buffer stuff and like you just decide okay i win but you look cool and that way actually gets you a lot more style which is sort of the in-game resource Whereas if you do if you do it you know by the dice then you're you're bleeding style, yep. but doing it cinematic and based on mutual agreement gains both of you a lot of style.
0: And then there's just the narrative style, like we did it uh, that did um, uh, the night in question, which yes. was basically no mechanics at all. It's yeah. just. Describe what you're doing, and but, everyone comes to a consensus.
2: Hey, let's be cool.
0: Yes. Hey, let's be cool. Now, then there's also buffer combat, which oh yes, that is, is another whole, thing to talk about. Yeah, it's another thing to talk about, just because then you have the physicality aspect of it.
1: Well, like, who goes first is uh, decided much differently. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: mm-hmm. it, it's a
1: do we want it? It's always the are we doing this?
0: It's like oh. it, or who gets the jump on someone or or it, oh, they're coming. Oh! They're <laughs> so, oh! They coming. Oh God! They're coming! Oh yeah, no! He's yeah. in my room. <laughs> yeah, or it, it's that little fast kid, skinny fast kid that just meow, and it's like, okay, well, this is happening now.
2: Or, or maybe the big bad comes into town on in a talkie encounter, and uh, you get your your group of womp, Whomper Stompers together and
0: surprise a staff member. <laughs> well, that does happen too.
2: Sometimes you womper
0: Stomper uh, the big boy, well, and they yeah. have to deal with it. Um, the the interesting thing about LARP, buffer LARP combat is just keeping everything in your head all the time plus situational awareness is actually the, the skill to learn mm-hmm. more than anything else. It's not, the statue I, I will the say
1: that it's so funny to me that what situational awareness is, is basically the God stat of buffer LARPing. Mm-hmm. And yet as a, as, as a sort of a selection of people who play these games, it's not the most common one.
0: Ooh, <laughs>
2: yes. Ew. Oh, well, well there's there's physical physical situa- aware, situational awareness, and then there's social situational awareness. Oh, I just mean that there's a lot of folks
1: at, at the LARPs we've been to that will stand directly in a doorway.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah That's right. And does
1: not get that you're trying to walk through it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And or, no one can deny that that's true.
0: Or <laughs> what, what I typically have seen, and this is a little bit off topic, but it's a little bit of a dig too, is that most people think, oh, I have good situation. Most people don't just straight up. Even even people who are experienced at it, it takes a long time to really get it. And some people never do. That's I think, just I think, how that uh,
1: works. It kind of helps if you do city driving, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> city yeah. driving yeah. is actually a really good, like, get your brain up for boffer pretty well because boy, oh boy you have to become very it's it kind of builds on the same stuff the same mm-hmm. rectile ah
2: reflex <laughs> 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 um i mean and also like uh running a larp encounter like combat encounters is, is very different from statting out a a, a, a battle on a tabletop Oh yeah, uh, you know, t- battle on a tabletop is is a lot of number crunching, stat building, and there's some of that in boffer boffer, but like it's reading the scene, reading reading the crowd, um, and like taking into consideration who's
0: coming to the on if it's a module where it's only a few PCs, mm-hmm. it's going okay. What I originally intended was to be this do I want to continue doing this or do I need to shift something? Well,
2: it's much more agile, like running yes. a LARP, run running a buffer LARP combat is much more agile. You have to be, you have to have at least one person, if, especially if it's a big one or an important one, you, you should have someone washing things.
0: Yes. You, that's and, and, all. And they're not, not in the action. Um, yeah, I was I always enjoy that. Also, for buffer, uh more than anything else, you also go, okay, I need, who am I going to who's going to play this particular NPC? Yeah. Because I'm like, this how bad do I want to make this encounter because you goes like, "Oh, I'm going to go get the staff member who's really good at buffer combat. Do I give him the gnarly stats or do I give him the weaker stats because I know he's that good at buffer combat yes, compared to everyone else?"
1: I mean, it's a sort of and it and that 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 does require a very good uh, a certain eye, right? Because mm-hmm. you do uh, need it. It's like be, I only know how good most of you are because you know time. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And at, generally, over time, people in staff and players are like, "Oh, this person is better at fighting like this than that person." Is. <laughs> I that mean, just, I have more just than how that more. works. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I'm not. I am mildly maybe above average at buffer combat sort of uh well back well everyone's I out of practice now now uh, out of now i'd be fucking i my back would explode i don't know what <laughs> happen,
0: so i'm
1: gonna have to be very careful but back in the day i'd be like well i want to make them it's like more than once i've been like so are we trying to like make them sad or are we trying to not make them sad is the <laughs> is the question it's like they're like or, try not to make them too sad i'm like okay
2: yeah. yeah. Well, okay. combat, it, like, you can also use combat, you know, in, in both arenas, LARP and tabletop, as, an, as a sort of a narrative spice as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: you know, how do you, how you want to tweak the mood of things? Like, that's very, like, in LARP, in LARP that's very important. Like, I, I can recall a, sing, a, a significant instance uh, when we had one of our one days, uh, overnight one days um, for Fractured. It was the fall of the four monarchies yeah and like like i was i was very much in the in the pc camp for that game because i was uh, i had some stuff to manage but like i had a walkie talkie and like okay there's been a bit of a lull and people are sort of feeling antsy and anxious some of them are, are are getting too complacent so i could literally call in airstrikes
0: uh
2: and uh <laughs> and it I was just remember one...
1: work for me and i hated it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i know uh well because there was just one instance where it was like it was re- it was like there was a palpable lull it was a palpable lull people were just kind of like sitting on their sitting on their hands and and stuff and i just called in and said like they need an ass whooping uh and like maybe 30 seconds later um i someone else got on the walkie talkie says like yeah tanner just came into town <laughs> he, he just he just stood up and is coming for them
0: <laughs> oh i think i know <laughs> like, he was, that was literally way he way was way sitting
2: way. down he heard you he heard you didn't even respond to you but he's on his way
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: eh, that uh,
0: makes i can see that in my head i and, you know, know that he's
1: He's actually, he was playing the literal representation of like a, a physical representation of the fucking sort of Damocles. Yeah. So that, you know, that was a great night. I'll put it. Yeah. <laughs> I caught him all the way across that field. It was so tight.
0: Combat can definitely be a, a, a spicer, sort of a, a, the flavoring of a scenario. I remember, I know we're talking a little bit more about Boffer LARPing, but it's like, oh, there's a social encounter. But as the social encounter is going, there is combat going on around mm-hmm. it. But you have to can keep talking. You have to keep socializing while all this is going on.
1: So a kind of interesting differential that you'll find in a combat as flavor, um, I don't actually usually do combat as flavor in terms of a tabletop situation. Actually, like the closest I've ever done to combat as flavor is the literal last time we played Star Wars. Mm -hmm. The fight was flavor. It had nothing to do with trying to challenge you in any way. Um, But in LARPing, like it actually means a lot more when that sort of thing happens, because mm-hmm. if you trounce the living shit out of some people, most likely you're being an asshole <laughs> If you yeah. an asshole who, don't, who are like, so beneath you that it's, you know,
2: well, that, that's the other thing is like, especially in, in, um, Marv, combat can break out at any time. Yes. yes. Because PCs are jumpy creatures that sometimes have their blood up and, We'll, we'll turn a we'll turn a combat encounter, like I said, into a, a talking encounter into a combat
1: encounter. Oh, I mean, more than once I have tried to turn a, a combat encounter into a talking encounter. That, that works like, guys, too. guys, please don't don't do this, guys. You don't want this. This is
0: something we can honestly talk about for a little bit. So your conversations are very interesting because in tabletop you can't you what the reason you don't see combat as flavor as we put it is because there's once combat breaks out in most games everything kind of grinds to a narrative halt mm-hmm. and you're you're constrained by a mechanic. Whereas mm-hmm. in buffer LARP, you're not. It is your physicality, your action, your speed, your decision-making become immediate. Yeah, well,
1: um, you don't have to worry about the action time of a monologue, right? Correct, like yeah. You, you can be fighting and talking if you can handle that. Like,
2: well, and- I mean, also, as quickly as come back and start in buffer LARP, it can end.
0: Yes, it can yeah. stop. Uh, the two sides. And, and what's interesting is in tabletop, and this may just be my more recent experience because I've had to do a lot of it because I don't have not have had zero LARPs, is I've seen a lot of PCs switch on a dime to try to create a combat encounter into a social encounter because mm-hmm. they're like either mechanically they do not want to fight this fight or they feel that it's more efficient to resolve this in a social way than a, than a, or, you know, physical, physical combat way.
1: Or if they're role-playing and not just being murder hobos, it is might be more ethical. Yeah, It true. might be the ethically good God thing to damn do. damn
0: ethics and like, get Everything. my get ethics out of my role play. Oh wait, never mind. I, I'm sorry. I said that. There, in
1: Mad Mage right now, the ethical decision right now is to leave. Yes. That is the only ethical decision to yeah, make. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, uh, well, you can fight all these dragons who did nothing to you? Kill all their eggs and kill all the children. That's yep. your choice.
0: Um, and that's Always actually why in Mad Mage, I, I'm I'm constantly the ethical contrarian in the group because everyone is really good guy, and I'm like, no, I got to keep poking you guys. I got to keep you you outvote me, and we'll do what you want anyways. But I have to I have to Not, argue it.
1: Matt, I know you want to kill those twenty gift babies, but I know, I know you want to murder them all in their cribs. I,
0: Osric doesn't want to do that,
1: but. We've already gotten everything there is to get out of that level. Let's just leave.
0: No, no, there's <laughs> still a lot of gold.
1: We've still gotten the most two most important items out of that level.
0: That is true. The but classics. regardless, we'll we'll anyway. talk about that in Patreon content. But We're but not, it's fine. Yeah, but also in but the reverse is true in Welfare Programs, we said. Combat encounters can quickly switch on a dime and become social, or social encounters can quickly switch to combat encounters, and vice versa, just because of the nature of the situation that you're in, because you're you are physically there doing it. Like yeah, no, the
2: combat can stop. Like people have either either through pure role play or some people have abilities that can put a t- stop stop you on thing. Put it,
0: yeah. Um, uh, you'd be like whoa 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 <laughs> whoa well, hey time now. stop everyone. We have oh, to be doing this. Ah, <laughs> uh, time stop. Only had that happen a couple times. The world, though. Um, but what else can we say about combat? I mean, obviously, we're we're going sort um, of a general overview of how combat operates. But I mean, we can, So,
1: in terms of tabletop, one of the things that I have found is necessary is if combat's becoming too complicated, you have to find ways to slim it down. Mm-hmm. Like Correct. that's that's just GMing shit. Like. This is the example I, I I was reaching for but completely lost. But like I ran the biggest combat in with the Frostman I've ever did. There was like 30 NPCs fighting my four PCs. Well, and then there was also seven NPCs that were on their side, five of which were doing their own plan and had no idea about the other two, which were doing their own plans. And this is all stuff that they had set up. Like all the PC, the PCs had done this work to set all of these things up to give themselves these advantage. They had busted their fucking asses over, like, before they got here to make sure that everyone was prepared. They had as many allies to help them as, pop, as it was reasonable. So I had to figure out ways. It's like, okay, well, how do I slim this down? Like, how do I just like... They, all, they did all of this stuff so that they could just make this thing easy, easier. So it's like, okay, well, let's just say that this cancels out this group of NPCs because mm-hmm. they're busy. These two guys cancel out this NPC, and now I only have to deal with 15.
2: Yeah, well, you basically say, you know, everything that doesn't involve the PCs directly can get handled some other way. It
1: handles on initiative zero, don't worry about it. Right. You
2: <laughs>
0: know, uh, it all depends on the game that you're involved in. I make the argument in something like Story Path, that's perfectly fine. The way you described that, Scott? Story Mm -hmm. path and those sort of more narrative or or chunkier sort of simpler systems where D&D, because the emphasis is so much on combat, in some respects, I don't want it to handle like that. I want it to be as gritty as possible because every little bit matters when you're doing stuff in D&D because we've all played D&D. We know how powerful PCs are. Yeah, So challenging them is hard.
2: So, so here here's a thought. There could be a sort of a hybrid style that you can you can implement of like, yeah, okay. So everything that, that involves the PCs is, is by the numbers. Yep. If you've got other people in play, you've got allies and enemies du- duking it out, then that ha- gets handled in sort of narrative space. But you can also say like, okay, on this action, if no one does anything, this person Act. you like dies.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't, they really didn't matter because they didn't give a shit about any of the NPCs that were uh, fighting right. alongside them in this case. So there was no like <laughs> incentive for them to do. That. Also, they were getting their fucking shit knocked in. Like even after all the help I gave them, mm-hmm. so, like they were in their oh, yeah. entire straits. So I was. I think it. I think it balanced out. Okay, yeah. they were. Well, they
2: were... I mean, it can. It also can be just like, hey, if you don't help them, if 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 someone doesn't help them here, then. This flank is going to get compromised, right? And then you will have to deal with those ten orcs.
0: Spark something in my head is also something we've come up with: Star Wars, Star Story Pass stuff, and DD is maps and like mm-hmm. the visual physical representation in a tabletop. Because obviously in LARP and buffer LARP, you have none of that because you are there. Whereas you need a good representation for everyone to see. Even story path, which does not have like measure like hard measurements on their distances, mm-hmm. you kind of need something to keep track of how far away is someone from something. Just that very much relativistic, or what's because this always happens in story paths. Like what's around me? Yeah, yeah. What's around me? Is there a trash can? It, can I hide behind something? Like yeah. there's this like you need details, and you need a good visual, mental visual, in order to go. Oh, I can do X, Y, or Z.
2: Yeah, because it's got a pretty good cover system and and range bands and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean it, it. And well, that's the thing is about story path is story path and systems like it are very much centered on the cinematics of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the, the 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 we are watching a movie scene, which may or may not operate by what might one might consider realistic logic. Mm. Like things look cool. And, Actually, that's
0: that's something to remind people that I just need to tell people like on the Discord for story path is like all right, most rounds are actually not six seconds in Story Path. They're mm-hmm. as long as you kind of want them to be.
1: They're narrative chunks. That's yeah, all Yeah, like
0: are. when people roll, it's not one action. It's like a sequence of actions. Or even in Star Wars, it's not six seconds. No, no. It's, the
1: only time I treat around like six seconds, any of that shit, that's D&D only. Like that is, yeah. and it's very explicit in D&D. And that's, right. but yeah, in Star Wars, you know, we just kind of, it's whatever it, it is, you know? Yeah. Whatever the action is, is what it is, however long it takes.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you're building, you're basically building movie scenes. Like you're building cool, cool, like theater of the mind, but cool looking action scenes.
0: Um, And there are other combat systems. Like I just thought of it because I've been thinking about Mask of Mythos, is Call of Cthulhu, which is if you're in combat, you probably did something wrong. Like there is something dire about to happen to everyone. Combat as a
1: punishment. For yes other mistake for mistakes you've made
2: now there there is there is a resolution that we have not talked about or or a style of combat that we have not talked about which is uh single well we Resilience. kind of talked about with star wars but uh the style of resolution where each attack is each each encounter is two people rolling off against each other oh, clash and, system yes. yeah clash system uh which um yeah,
1: Modifius's Modifius' systems use those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 D20, the multi-d20 systems and stuff, the, they're a clashing system.
2: And uh um, V5 uses that as well. Yes. Uh, which V V5, they have they have really done some work with that because they 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 have tooled their system where if you want to be down and dirty, you know, uh, you know, World of Darkness 20th edition. Yeah, you want to want to do
0: this point by point.
2: You can do it. Or but with with the exception of every role, is, like if you're engaged with someone and they're engaged with you, then it's a roll off. It's not a it's not a one to one back and forth. It is this thing is happening at the same time, and whoever wins gets better. But they've also slimmed things down and given the the storyteller options of we can resolve this scene in three roles.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did that once, and that I happens. Did. Spoilers that happens in Blood Covenant. It where does. you do the three roll system, which is very interesting. Obviously, it's not as gritty. It's not going to take everything into account.
1: But you know what? Sometimes it's only going to take four rolls. So just do the three yeah. rolls. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it spends a lot less time thinking about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it, like, once again, that is a more cinematic way of doing it. it. It is about constructing a scene, a combat scene, as opposed to running a combat mm, where you yes. use the dice to sort of guide where things go. Um, And it puts a limit on things.
0: Well, yeah, it's also what it is saying is we're going to put some randomness in this situation because these people, there is not one clear winner or loser in the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we need the dice to help us resolve this relatively equal conflict. Mm -hmm. Whereas something like, how is it? Like a narrative or uh, uh, like night in question where we have to come to a verbal resolution of Mm – my character would do this, but I'm going to do this. Are you cool with it? You could stonewall me the entire time, but you're kind of being a dick if you do that. Yeah. However, it is one way of resolving because we just want something cool to happen, whereas yep. mechanics typically rolling and stuff, you, you want randomness chaos in there to help change up or bring something unexpected to the table. Yep. Um,
2: and then you have systems like well, you have a very unique system which is Amber, uh which is that is not random at all.
0: <laughs> that is not a system. But it is a yes, system. Is. I joke, I joke. Shut up. It's a system. I actually don't mind it as much as I did. Uh, again, I would like more crunch but it's a very old game and they expect that.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, like there's all different flavors of combat, you know, from the super gritty to the super narrative and it it's what type of game you're running. What Yes. And what are you going for tonight? Yes. Like what? Um, what? What flavor are you trying to hit tonight?
0: Are you doing superheroes or are you doing saving Saving Private Ryan?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it can be different from session to session. Yeah. Um. You know, it can be. You know, you're it, the combat that's in the middle of a tense negotiation is very different from well, okay, we have to take this building. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a very different thing, and it could be, and same set of characters. Same general situation, but there's going to be a very different mood for both.
0: And um, um, just because we, we say, quote-unquote, combat, we also mean, in general, we, any sort of, like, broad resolution system. So a social encounter can be, quote-unquote, combat. A mental mental investigation or a chess sort of, like, NPCs and PCs moving pieces around mm-hmm. can be a combat of sorts in, in a more of an abstract way. And some games try to emulate that and try to give that so those sorts of actions more meat in order to give them a weight of that traditional role-playing combat does. My mind palace. Yes, my mind palace, yes. Um, yeah, and so it combat, and you nailed it on the head, Scott. It's really about the theme and the feel that you're going for. Obviously, the game you play, if you're playing the game as written in the book, tells a lot about how what what to expect, what the right. flavor of it should be
1: Call yeah, Duty's more gritty. If you're trying to, like, run a social encounter and, you know, D&D, it's a little I mean, it is a little more challenging to get it to make sure it stays that way. Right.
0: Yes. Right.
2: But, yeah. And- because, you know, the whole world looks like like a nail and everyone's got hammers in their bags.
0: <laughs> That's actually uh I was listening to WebDM and they were actually talking about how when rolling social encounters in D D and stuff, they should operate a little bit more there should be more granularity. One role doesn't solve all your problems, mm-hmm. type of thing. Oh, I'm talking to the king. You're not gonna convince the king with one role. Especially if it's like a very desperate or dire situation where he's very resistant to doing what you want him to do, it's not gonna be one roll. It's probably going to be a sequence of rolls, and going to it's all going to funnel into how you approach the situation, and that will resolve, give you an end result rather than just rolling once.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think we've we've talked the talk on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I know. I really appreciate it. I think if people have more questions about combat and like how it imp- it's implemented, both from a story perspective and from a physical perspective, please hit us up at uh, Podcast at gmail.com because we I don't mind talking about it. There's a lot of facets in dealing with any sort of resolution system that I could just go on We
1: about. do love our little resolution systems, don't we? Well, Indeed. that's kind They're so of fun.
0: the nature of the game. That's the game part of role-playing games.
1: It mm-hmm. is. Otherwise you're just playing pretend. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Which is fine. You can have pretend with rules.
0: Yes. Yes. We uh, did that. It's ten candles. Yep. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Hello everyone, Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at divismalkab on Twitter.
2: And I'm at arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter.
0: And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.